Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognised sim racing group, it's the Torah Radio Show. Hello everybody and it's four for four for me, uh, one whole month of doing TRS on the run like an endurance stint driver that I've become. I'm Matt Hunter, this is the Torah Radio Show. Uh, alongside me is Suddenly Jordan. Hello everybody, yeah I don't know how um, everybody's managed to put up with a whole month of listening to you but um, normally just an hour a week is enough for me. <laughs> I can't even. Uh, <laughs> some say we've got good chemistry. It's clearly a love-hate relationship, isn't it, John? <laughs> it's it's amazing what spite will do. <laughs> um, <laughs> spite goes a long way. <laughs> bloody young people. These bloody young people don't know they were born. <laughs> what was it we were talking about? We were talking... Oh... We were talking about a game or something, weren't we, off air um, the other day, and you kindly reminded me that you weren't even born when I was playing it. <laughs> that is most games that you grew up with. Um, True. I get this at work I, a lot too. Was it? Were, were we talking? No, it wasn't Grand Prix Four because I I played that and that was two thousand one. Um, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Do you know that was the? Was it GP three or GP four that was two thousand one? Uh, GP4 was based on the 2001 season. Bloody hell! I think it. I think it was that one. Um, actually, we'll quickly introduce our, our special guest. Yeah, yeah might as well. Get... <laughs> it's terrible. Before we go Friend down of... a tangent, yeah, yeah, no. Then we'll get on a tangent because I'm sure Angus has an opinion on this. Uh, friend of the show and uh, two seas motorsport British GT extraordinaire, Mr. Angus Fender. <laughs> cheers, cheers for having me along, and uh, props <laughs> for the quad stint. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> The tyres are very truly worn at this point. <laughs> yeah, they did a proper when we did the uh, twenty-four hour, uh, the, the the brick car twenty-four hour. They did, they had a proper um, uh, where's Tom moment when they couldn't find me because I was fast asleep in my tent when I should have been getting ready to do a stint. Love that. So so yeah. bless him. Shane uh, had to do had to do my stint for me, and then when I finally pitched up. People were very cross. <laughs> now that's peak so, performance right there. Yeah. I was like, so, ladies and gentlemen, it's a miracle he's awake. <laughs> I did have to. I did. Ha- I did have to remind them that I had. I had actually been marshalling the bloody thing for the preceding two days. So you know, <laughs> these people who just turn up and want to just crack on, it's like, no, nah, that's not how it rolls. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, um, GP4. GP4. Underrated game, massively mod- moddable, if I remember correctly. Indeed. Um, and was also meant to have come out on the Xbox. I had heard a rumour of that, yeah. Yeah, it was in fact the reason I got an Xbox, because I thought... Oh, wow. Was, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was coming out on that, because I, I had it on PC, and it was a very yeah. good game. The only thing I didn't like about it, and I don't know if it was just something I couldn't turn off, but the steering never quite was just you. It always felt like... Oh, you could turn that off. 
Yeah, that was um, that was the little steering assist. Uh, you it can was... see the lights that are on in the cockpit. Yeah, I think it's one of the F keys that you can turn that off to. I'm, I'm reaching back in my memory from like well, 2011 at this I'm, point I'm, from the I'm last so, point I played that game. I was running about running about 18 years too late now for me to go. Gosh, darling, if only I'd known. Oh, I'll yeah, go load it up now. It was then. based on 2001. Is that what you said? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. And that was, was the first. Idea first racing game i ever played but that wasn't i didn't play it until like 2009 2008 or something like that so it, from memory it was also the first so gp3 was the 1998 season but for whatever reason the game only had one car model and all the liveries oh, okay. were kind of based on it whereas GP, yeah. gp4 actually had all the proper car models indeed indeed it did someone's lost that was a story. great game. It was a great game. I might have to see. I, I tried to give that a go. I, I tried to load it up. I've still got it installed on my computer. Um, I, I tried to get it running with my wheel, my Thrustmaster, and I just could not get it to work. I think it's gotten to the point now where wheels are too advanced for that game, which is unsurprising considering yeah. there are uh, adults or people who are legally classed as adults who are younger than that game. <laughs> so... True. Which is a bit terrifying Mental. in itself. Um, well, let's. This is going to be a very GT-heavy um, show, which I think is pretty fair. Even though we have just started by talking about Jeff Crammon's Grand Prix Four, <laughs> <laughs> which is no bad thing because I still, I still no maintain, bad. I still maintain it's one of the one of the best um, older sim racing titles that ever existed. And then I've hell, I'd, I'd still. Put that in my top five F1 games ever. And then I and then I suddenly remember GTR, which Ugh. I love a lot. That was a great game. Loved that. Have you ever tried that one, Angus? Uh, I haven't tried either of the two games you've been talking about. GTR. I'd ah. actually say if you, so. GTR and GTR Two um, was were were the official the official games of the FIA GT World Championship when it was all GT One. Oh, seriously? Yep. Okay, well, I need to try it then. Yeah. Okay. Um, definitely GTR 2, <laughs> because I th- so GTR 2 um, came out, I think, in 2006, 2007, something like that. And um, the DBR 9 was in there, and stuff, but it was so heavily modded, you could get pretty much anything on it. It was biblical. I could buy it right now for five quid. Do it. I'm looking Do at it. Steam right now. Yeah. It's a worthy investment. <laughs> Are we getting a GTR sequel or something like that? We're soon? supposed to have GTR three, which was I think was meant GTR3, to be three. That was which it. Which I think was meant to be coming out this year, but mysteriously hasn't yet happened. I can't imagine why. We had a we had a bloody gorgeous um, screenshot, didn't we, at the beginning of this year? So, yeah, several. Yeah. Yeah, because she had some shots of uh, the Nurburgring GP circuit at night. Yes, uh, with the that was with, it. Uh, Porsche RS, uh, uh, sorry, GT3R. Um, and I think there was a shot of a Z4 um, GT3, probably at the same circuit, I think. Um, but that was one of the early. Shots. Oh no, it wasn't. It was a Spa, and that was um, and that was further back. Jordan has just sent me the very image. Yes, that's the one. Um, oh, GTR, what a title. And then uh, Simbin turned into Slightly Mad and ruined it with Shift. 
Mm. <sighs> oh dear. Right, we should speak of GT racing, GT3 racing. We should probably talk about British GT. What with the British GT driver being in the chat with us. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'll have to talk about. I talk about other stuff. This is this is why we love having Angus around because he's a pro, he's a he's a pro like us and likes to talk about all manner of things, which is just marvellous. And... <laughs> Pure waffle. What do you mean? <laughs> Come. <laughs> well, let's talk about because I think. I think it's safe to say 2020 has been a very, very strange year for anyone trying to actually race in any kind of category. Um, obviously, we've seen the British Touring Car Championship finish their incredibly condensed um, calendar last week. Congratulations to Ash Sutton, um, also Tora alumni, uh, on his second title. Very weird not having anybody there, of course. Um and I mean, British GT, same kind of deal, kind of a, a, a strange calendar, no trip out to Europe this year. Um, I don't think there was. Am I going to get that wrong? No, no they didn't. There wasn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> uh, Silverstone 500 closing off the season rather than at the beginning. Um, I suppose the first question, Angus, is how, from a team and driver standpoint, how has this year kind of affected... Uh, development, progress, and just general week-on-week week going from circuit to circuit? Well, I mean, the year's been all over the place for everyone. That should be common knowledge by now. But, um, yeah, it, it was, it's was. it been a weird one because the first half of the year, everyone was just sitting around waiting for stuff to happen. So you had all the C-Sport stuff going on to try and keep people from losing their minds. <laughs> and then when things finally did start coming back properly, like a sudden wake-up call, you have like a week and a half, two weeks to get yourself ready for the first round, and then it was all thick and fast from that point. So um, it's kind of been a year of two halves. The first year has been really sparse, and the second half has been rammed full of things, especially now I'm back at uni, so it's been all over the show, basically. I mean, with the more condensed calendar, I think we saw, uh, sort of using touring cars as a bit of a mirror for this, um, some teams opting not to take part. Um, I think, without saying it, I think obviously you know they didn't want to get too much car damage with you know not much gap between uh, races. Obviously, TF Sport weren't running their GT3 uh, vantages either um, this year. Do you think? Do you think there was an element in the back of people's minds that we want to do this? You know, we want to race. We want to race well, but. You know, Christ, we've got to be really careful with the cars. We can't afford any kind of slip-ups or, or damage or anything like that, more so than perhaps they would in a normal season. I mean, nobody wants damage on their car in a normal season, but you know what I mean. No, in, in yeah, uh, you've kind of nailed that. Like, at the first round, I think it was Alton, week off, Donington, week off, Brands, week off, or like a couple of weeks off after Brands. So you had uh, three races in five weeks. So... You didn't have the time to, say, reshell a car. I mean, you probably did, but it would have been a right scrap trying to get it done. But, yeah, I personally never enjoy crashing a car. I never intend to. But um, <laughs> it, it was especially important at the start of the year just to keep it all tidy and in one piece. Otherwise, you'd really have, you have to um, back up and just try and get ready for the next race rather than try and push forwards. And, of course, you're starting with... Um... 2C's Motorsport, new new uh, squad two um, British GT entering the pair of uh, seemingly very popular McLarens this year. 
Um, how was it jumping into that after, uh, obviously, the tail end of last year with the uh, the M6? Um, I'm guessing, obviously, with the way the year has been, uh, practice time in the car, development somewhat, uh, you know, not an awful lot of that, I'm guessing, in the run-up to Alton? I had two tests before Alton. One of them was in February. One of them was a week before Alton. So I had, like, no track time at all. But the McLaren's been really fast, but we it took us a little while to get it going right. And I'm not quite sure what it was about the car now, but it, all season long we've been down in the speed traps compared to other McLarens. So that was a bit of a pain, but we kind of had to just accept it and get on with it. We were running super skinny wing and we're still slower. So it's been a big learn and um, what doesn't kill you make you stronger. So <laughs> hopefully next year we can put that to good use. I'm gonna to have to bring up. I mean, we said about we said about damage and stuff. I'm gonna bring up one example. I I I know this is a horrible thing to do. We did this, with David Pittard actually. And I sort of put my foot in it and said, "Oh yeah, remember how you raced in finish?" Sorry about that, David. Um, that crazy crash at, at Alton, which wasn't even anything to do with you. I mean, what goes through your mind when you see that happen? You know, um, happening in front of you, and you think you've you've somehow managed to get through it unscathed and then no, not so much. Yeah, that was a weird one. Um, I saw the Bentley and the Aston tangle in front of me thinking, okay, this can go one of one way and they're both going to come back across the track at quite high speed. So I need to check right up and let them come back across. Don't try and like spot a gap, just let it happen. And I did. And if you've seen the video, it'll be somewhere on the internet. I just missed the GT4 Aston before it completely pile drives me but um i get by that thinking great i'm in the clear now and then gonna smack on the left right corner from a rogue wheel which is a bit of an oddity um yes that was a shame and it broke the left rear suspension so game over at that point but it's one of those things that will only happen once so i suppose at least it's happened now as i say lightning never strikes twice we certainly like to think that it does and of course you know completely not what people may think when they see wheels bouncing through the air those things weigh a bloody ton you know tell me about it yeah (laughs) i i and the speed it was going as well it's no surprise at all that it broke the suspension i'm surprised it didn't break a lot more things like we didn't need to change a single body panel after that impact because it hit the wheel square on so that that is one the million it It was on unreal actually how lightly the car got off with it because if that had hit the driver's door for example mm. then not only would it have caved the door in it would probably run through the door and maybe hit me so it's unlucky and lucky at the same time definitely one of the uh, stranger ones we saw that yeah um of course on that same meeting uh we saw uh the world's fastest gamer if we're going to use the title um James Baldwin jump into the uh, Rocket Sport uh, McLaren and and he's had a very strong season in in the uh, in the McLaren on his debut. Um, thoughts on James's progress this year? Well, I mean, I can only really, I can only really say that he's done a great job jumping into that car with the yeah. um, lack of experience that he had, having only done a couple seasons in. Uh, a few junior car championships before that and some karting stuff. I think he did a bloody good job jumping straight in and doing that. Uh, 
the team as well. I think have to give full credit uh, credit to uh, Jensen Team Rocket RGN. I think they had the car nailed immediately. Um, so yeah, I think combined effort from those guys. It's no surprise they're in the championship fight because they were never they were never off the pace. So no, um, have to congratulate them on that. I was very pleased to see a McLaren. Uh, at or near the front at pretty much every round. I just wish it had been a blue one, if I'm honest. Um... I believe me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, some people were commenting, and fairly or unfairly, because I think we had the same thing when uh, when Jan Marderborough was uh, ripping it up in the uh, GTR a few years ago. Um, and I think it is something that comes up quite a lot. You know, we, we've got guys and girls increasingly who have been sim racers or have a lot of sim racing experience jumping into um, this level of uh, competitive motorsport and doing a very very good job are we seeing this sort of um, title change now that sh- that's proving that uh, sim racers can clearly um, cope well in uh, in real motorsport or do you still think you know there's still a little way to go yet I think it's it's definitely possible and the right sim racer definitely can make their way in real motorsport. But no one has ever really... I think it's been quite useful having James on the grid because he's really pinpointed how different it actually is. And he's now ha- had the ability to compare elite real-world sport with elite virtual sim sport and be able to just stress how different it is and how much he's had to learn it's not as simple as jumping out of one and into the other Mm. it's a completely different approach process the only thing that stays the same is that you're pressing pedals and turning a wheel apart from that it's all different exactly and um but it is it is still really cool to as you say to see the sort of uh the progress from him and and jan in the power i don't actually know what he's doing this year that's really bad i think he's in super gt I'm going to say Super uh, that's GT. That's where I saw him. Yeah, I think I'll, he's in, in Super GT still. I'll say Super GT, and if it's wrong, I'm sure I'm sure uh, Darren Cox will correct me um, in, in due course. Um, so, 2Cs Motorsport. Certainly a presence on the grid with that beautiful McLaren. Very hard to avoid. Um, third car at the final round uh, at Silverstone, which was awesome to see. Uh, the number 11. Um <clears throat> One, I hope, assumes that uh, the team's committed again for British GT next year, or is that still uh, under wraps for now? Um, even if I were to know, I probably wouldn't be able to say if I did know, but <laughs> I only Damn. signed for one year. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm looking around at things for next year. I'm not signed with anyone else. I'm not committed to one team or another. I know that two C's now are out in Bahrain. Um, doing some testing over there before the Golf 12 Hour, ah. which I probably, I'd say, won't be a part of. I think me and that team have split, um, and I'll be going my own way in the future. But yeah, it, it, there were definitely a presence, and it was nice having another team on the grid. Definitely, I think it did the sport, the series, quite a lot of good in a year where quite a lot of teams said maybe not. So it was great having them to build the numbers up, and the cars definitely looked the part. Uh, I think it was a big learn for everyone as it took them quite a long time to get the car working right. So there was a lot more under the surface than is visible to the naked eye, but it definitely 
looked good and it was great to have him there. I th- and just and you just touched on something which I think is very and certainly something that I noted um, with the Silverstone race in particular, despite there not being any crowds there, a really sizable grid. And normally the the 500s normally bolstered with entry uh, uh, entries from uh, the various European series, predominantly obviously European GT4. Uh, they usually come over with their wild and wacky Camaros and Mustangs and whatnot. Um, but still, I think it was 38 cars entered for that final race. You had the extra entry with uh, with Jensen Button uh, jumping in as well. The series is looking really strong still, isn't it? Even even after a strange year like this. It was. It was brilliant to have the numbers there, really. Um, it was tricky with the GTC cars. They were a pain. <laughs> They were something like 11 to 15 miles an hour off on us in every straight. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, I, I actually, I actually fully podded one in um, one of the practice sessions because they just didn't see me, and I was fully alongside. But it would definitely added a different dynamic, especially for the AM drivers who are a little bit more cautious. And navigating the traffic right could cost or win you a race. Um, but no, it's, it's great that this year hasn't let the sport die or let the series die. It's great that people are still there to support uh, the whole series and SRO. I think it's been really important for everyone to see that we're still fighting. And it's a brilliant series. And of course, British GT, a integral part of the Online Racing Association for a number of years. Uh, No doubt Ben and Lewis will bring us news on progress with that for 2021 and beyond. Speaking of GT race, well, I suppose I'm going to have to ask you this because hopefully this will lead into a segue, and I'm absolutely not cheating this as a leading question. So, Angus, what <laughs> are you? What are are your sim racing choices at the moment? <laughs> well, at the moment, absolutely nothing at all because I'm a uni without my sim. Mm. But if if, uh, if 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 you really need the lifeline, I suppose I'd have to say Assetto Corsa Competit Cione, <laughs> which I'll say this for you. Had a DLC coming out this yeah. week, adding to the 2020 <laughs> GT World Challenge cars and tracks. I think there Angus, you go. Do we need to be here? I don't think we do. <laughs> think Angus, Angus is going for one of our jobs. Get me on an advert, come on. <laughs> Jordan, tell us more about the pack before Angus does. Oh, I don't think I need to. He's pretty much summed it up. Um, yeah, um... <laughs> Yesterday, um, a set of course of competence CNA, we um, only found out about this DLC a couple of weeks ago, and now it's here, as opposed to, what, what was it, the Intercontinental GT pack that we knew about for months and then it never came out. <laughs> it's like teased so, and teased and teased and teased and wait, and teased and teased and wait. And teased. Oh. Well, and then this one, they announced, it they announced it a couple of weeks ago, and then now it's out, so no complaints from me. Um, yes, the um, uh, GT World Challenge. Uh, DLC came out with well the highlights were obviously Imola mm. which is absolutely fantastic and also the Mercedes uh, AMG GT3 and the Ferrari or is it the 488? 488 it's the 488 isn't it? Evo. That's the one I always get mixed it you know I'm not too too um, uh, good when it comes to identifying Ferraris <laughs> um, it's but yes, it's highlight... going quickly must be a Ferrari <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, obviously, highlight uh, for us at least uh, being Imola and having I've, I've put a couple of hours on Imola uh, between it coming out and me having to record this. Um, <laughs> and it is uh, as you would expect when it comes to a set of course of competizione and how amazing the tracks are. It's outstanding. It is 
fantastically well detailed it looks astonishing Imola being Imola it's so much fun to drive <laughs> um and I, I have yet to drive the Ferrari but the Mercedes that that drives and sounds bloody bloody gorgeous um I do have a feeling it's it, we're probably going to come to this at some point although I hear that this has actually been in the game for a little while now but a certain driver has been added to uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione. Um, I, w- I wonder who that is. Oh, don't ask me. I'm clueless. <laughs> well, conveniently, <laughs> we have on the line. <laughs> so, yeah, not, apparently... not, not that I actually have any idea as to why I've been added. I just know that I am, but I'm not complaining. Yeah, this is confusing. Yeah, we were, um, it was actually uh, Ben who brought it up to us. Um, it, he was looking through the driver roster after the update came out today and saw... Uh, saw Angus here <laughs> on the uh, on the um, driver selection screen. Apparently, you might have actually been in it for a little while now. But I, I, like like you, we're a bit confused as to why you're in it yet. We were kind of expecting it. What with the British GT DLC supposedly coming out this year, but most likely now pushed back. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. I can't imagine what what is it like to actually see yourself in a racing game. <laughs> it's weird i mean they could have picked a better photo for one um, it, it's it's odd like i've i've been saying to people i know hey at least you have the chance to go and like properly crash into me now appreciate it um yeah it's just a bit weird and nor is there any reason why i'm there because i haven't done gt world challenge but i mean hey it, it's it's all it's all nice to have it there and everything, and uh, I'll probably make sure to have full use of it. <laughs> I think what's cool. Well, or... Go on, John. I'll do. Oh, no, I insist. <laughs> As I say, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty cool that that the first two British GT cars, well, one British GT car, two cars for one team that we should have in it, should be yours. I mean, that's pretty on the money. <laughs> it is strange that that. Um, that it's not with the British GT branding or have or indeed have your sponsors on it, which is a bit strange, but it is very, very cool to see. And, you know, if there was any doubt that the car was ruddy gorgeous in real life when you see it in game <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a looker. Delivery was great. Again, it, it's annoying when it comes to sponsorship negotiation. It'll be really nice to have the sponsors on there, so I can say, "Look at this shiny, look at the shiny, shiny," and then I can yeah. offer you this. But yeah, I'll, I'll have to wait. I mean, it's a pleasant surprise to come early. So, well, the British, well, the British GT pack was supposed to be out in December time, where we're not in December yet. So who knows? Mm. It might still. Well, yeah, they haven't. They haven't made an, any announcements saying that it's been delayed, as far as I'm aware. Right. It, although we didn't know about this DLC when they first announced British GT. So I am assuming that they're going to push it back. But I really hope they don't, because as we've been saying for several months now, that's going to be so much fun. Oh, with, the yes. way that, with the way that Kunos have been making these tracks, I can't wait to see how, what they do and how good they make Alton, Snetterton, etc. That's going to be... Oh, I can't wait. God um, help us all for, turn, <laughs> for Alton Park online. God help us all, honestly. <laughs> a track's narrow enough as it is. Oh, especially when you put multi-class on it as well. I, yeah, I can't think I, of, uh... I was going to say, I'll never forget the very first 
um, British GT esports race we did with many, many, many entries. Because, <laughs> of course, everyone was excited about it. Two things went wrong. Firstly, we did it on Project Cars 1. <laughs> Literally right. a fortnight after it launched because we'd been planning it for ages. Wasn't the best idea, but no. <laughs> hindsight's then, a wonderful the thing. First, and, then, and then the first round was, as in real life, Alton Park. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Which, of course, most, of, like... the, most of the people who, are, let's face it, let's not forget, con- console gamers, um, mm. hadn't driven around. So No. Nothing like throwing yourself into the deep end, is there? No, that was quite <laughs> that was quite a mistake. Um, um, other things that came out with the uh, update today, obviously, yeah, you got the highlights of Imola, the Ferrari, and the, the Mercedes. Uh, Sixty plus new car liveries, uh, which may or may not be fifty eight plus two British GT ones. All the twenty twenty GT World Challenge drivers and team entries, which would lend. Uh, would add credence to the fact that Angus was actually been in it for a couple of weeks now and we haven't noticed. Um, <laughs> um, the other interesting thing that I found was the uh, new 2020 Pirelli DHE tyre model that we mentioned that was coming to this. Now, I am in no way... I, I don't really play a lot of uh, ACC. I'm kind of saving myself for when British GT comes and then I'm just going to end up playing that forever. Um, so I, I have, with the limited time I've had at Imola... Uh, with the uh, GT World Challenge content, um, I haven't been able to say too much as to whether this is an improvement or worse than the pre-existing time model in ACC. But I'm sure um, I'm sure some of our more regular ACC players will let us know. I'm particularly looking at our friend Christian because he plays a lot of this game. Yeah. Um, as for other things, it also comes with the version 1.6 game update, which uh, improves AI algorithm and physics, as well as uh, user interface and performance improvements. Um, as for the uh, most important question, how much does it cost? Um, I believe you guys were speculating, was it last week's show, about how much this might be costing? Correct. And I, I think you came to the conclusion that it was less content, so it would be a little bit less, and you were bang on. It is uh, $7.99 in the UK. What do I win? And $8.99. Well, you win the opportunity to pay (laughs) £7.99 for (laughs) the Sensei Corsa Competency NA GT World Challenge Pack. So, yeah, I think that's... um, Obviously, I'll have to uh, throw myself at this a little bit more, and... um, I'm sure the uh, wider reaction from the community is going to be positive because it's Imola. <laughs> I, have and, to, yeah. I have to admit, I know, I know, I know your thought, your and my thoughts differ as a, as regards the Nordschleifer. Uh, but when it comes to Imola, I think we are in unanimous agreement. This is probably one of the best circuits in Europe. Oh, it's phenomenal. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I know we differ on the Nordschleifer, and yeah, as I, I was um, not very happy with some of the things you were saying last week about <laughs> my, my favourite racetrack in the world, but yeah, Imola is just absolutely fantastic. What are your thoughts, Angus, on Imola? I mean, it, it's like, it's brimmed with history, and um, it's a shame it's not quite as quick now, but I mean, I completely understand why. But yeah, it's one of those fable tracks that everyone wants to go to or drive at least once. So definitely worth having it there. It's a shame that Manicor wasn't yes. added because that was on the initial calendar, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And that would have been great to have along. But um, yeah, uh, we can always dream for the future. But yeah, Imola's great. 
I'd actually have Manny Kaur over the Hungara ring, to be honest. I'd agree with you, to be honest. I like Hungary, but Magni Kaur is fantastic. I I think it was when when this pack was first announced and not all the details had come out, I think I, I theorised that we might get Magni Kaur as well. Sadly, not the case, but... Um, as a result of that, I actually downloaded a mod for MagniCore for the original Assetto course, and I'd completely forgotten about how bloody brilliant that track is. Oh, yeah. That definitely needs to be in more sim titles, it's specifically actually... ACC. And the newer, the newer version, because they changed the last sec, the, the last sort of two or three turns um, in, the early, in the early thousands, um, when F1 was still going there. Mm. Um It was weird because you used to have like a like um, a really bounce a really bouncy chicane which went down to a really tight, almost hairpin right that went then onto the grid, and mm. now you've got this weird kind of fast square square right then then almost crash into the pit wall kind of affair at the at the end of the lap, which is a bit bizarre. Um, Fun. Uh, yeah, it is. It is fun. I can't honestly work out which version of the track I prefer most, to be honest, anymore. But the rest of it's amazing. Always has been. Yeah. The, the I tried for reference with the Assetto Corsa mod that I've got. I obviously I tried it in the Formula Hybrid, the um, 2020 F1 car. You know the really fast chicanes. Uh, just so you on first sector, you got the hairpin, and then you got the fast right left chicane. Yes. And then you got the hairpin, and then you got the fast other right left chicane. Yes. So, so the first chicane is still flat, as it was in the F if in the two thousand six F one cars, and now the second chicane is flat as well. Good, it's terrifying. <laughs> so yeah, basically, what we're saying is F one needs to put Magnicor back on the calendar instead of Paul Ricard. I would happily go to Magnicor rather than Paul Ricard. Paul Ricard is only there because rich people can fly directly to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no other reason. I understand why SRO go there because SRO is based there and they've got a big museum and things. So that's fine. But Formula One, no. And yeah, the tracks were better without that stupid chicane up the long straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. The only reason I found. What, what is it? There's like 168 different versions that you oh, can I'm run for sure or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It could be much more. The only use, the only interesting thing I thought that they could do there is have a race where you have to run one lap on every configuration. <laughs> That's oh, the only possible thing I can think of. That would be chaos. Be construed as fun. Oh, well, like 167 <laughs> Joker laps. Yes, and you don't have to do them in a particular order either. You can choose what order to do them in. There's going to be a. There's going to be an accident. You would need a co-driver or a sat nav or both to be able to do that. Up, oh, scratch that. Paul Ricard has 167 possible layouts. What? Oh, did I nail it? No, you're one off. You said 168. Oh. <laughs> wow. I'm not being funny, but from, from a plucking it out of the air guess, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, well. I'll take so that. there you go. Yeah. Impressed. Good effort. That is, um... Yeah, so basically there's two tracks in... What we're basically saying is there's two tracks in this set of course of Copertizione we could really much do without, and two tracks we'd happily replace it with. Mm. One track. And then add the Nordschleifer as well. Oh, that's <laughs> never going to happen. That uninvolved yeah. SRO buying BLN. But I mean, hey, you you never know. Yeah, I can, possible. I can dream. <laughs> Still got to get Asia and America in there first. That'll be awesome. Yeah, we've had this conversation, haven't we? We have. Yes. Have yeah. 
and have. it's a bloody brilliant idea. I hope should you're listening, Kunos. Should we stick <laughs> with? I suppose we ought... Right, I'm gonna. I'm going to bite the bullet, and we're going to talk about AMS two. Because we've been talking about the N-word and we're going to have to just get it over and done with. Jordan, what's <laughs> happened to AMS2 lately? So, um, <laughs> so the Nordschleifer has now, uh, I think it was, uh, I think you guys covered it in the last show. The Nordschleifer has finally arrived for AMS2. They um, had the cup car. Um, the cup car, I believe they had the Brazilian uh, Porsche cup car. For a while, I, I believe they're adding. Joke then, but I'm not gonna. I'm staying clear of that. Yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably for the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I believe they're adding different uh, regional versions of the uh, Porsche Cup cars, which I don't understand because it's basically the same car with different liveries. But when has that ever stopped game developers? Um, Forza. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Prime example. <laughs> <laughs> We've added all by the, the entire IndyCar grid. Twenty-seven cars coming to Forza Motorsport. No, 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 no. Three cars, many liveries. <laughs> There's a difference. Who are you trying to stop kid? adding your car list? <laughs> um, but yeah, the the weird way that the Nordschleife is being released for AMS2, though, however, is that we're getting like a staggered launch of all the different layouts. I think it's just because they're doing finishing touches on them. So when it was released last week, there was only the Nordschleifer on its own. Mm. Uh, now, as of the uh, hotfix build 1.0.5.6, those are your lottery numbers, um, <laughs> we've now got the 24-hour endurance layout. So that's the Nordschleifer and the Nürburgring combined, of course. Um, there's other stuff before I get onto the other versions of the Nordschleifer that we'll be getting in the future. Other things in with this hotfix update is... Is there anything exciting here? Not no. really. It's a hot <laughs> a fix Porsche update. Cup AI wet tire calibration pass. I love reading some of these obscure things that come out here. Fixed cockpit red materials in the Mercedes 190E. Oh, contain yourself. R corrected brake and tail light colors. <laughs> slightly, wow. more, slightly more redder. <laughs> They've added a car parking around YouTube corner on the Nordschleifer. Oh, that's what I was going to say. On the Imola thing, sorry, just going back to the Imola thing. The crap. Because you know you can you can free cam, can't you? And you can disappear yes. off the rest. But if you go to the pad, like around the paddock area, you've got all the detailed buildings and stuff like that in the background. It's amazing. The crowd mm-hmm. are socially distanced and they're wearing masks. What? Are you yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. Oh, that's correct. That's impressive. Wow. The only thing I thought you were going to mention the fact that they've uh, put in the statue of Senna uh, on the oh, inside. Oh no, I noticed uh, that as well. I noticed that as well, but I thought given current events, I thought. Wow, that that's was... I, that's really that's impressive. <laughs> I was just wow. wow. That's brilliant. <laughs> well, um, seeing as they were talking about uh, how accurate the track is, obviously this is uh, going back to AMS mm, two and the Nordschleifer. Yeah. This is the <laughs> no, that's what I, I that's hilarious and also impressive at the same time um but yes the version of the nordschleifer is the 2020 version of the nordschleifer uh now i've driven for thousands and thousands of laps of the nordschleifer on different sims and this one confused me because they i believe it was last year they did a lot of renovation work at the nordschleifer um so in the first sector of the lap the barriers are now a lot closer 
the, the barriers are now a lot closer at the end of the lap as well. So um, it, it's the most uh, accurate version of the Nordschleifer in a sim right now. Um, hopefully, I, I don't know how it compares to the R Factor version because I know that wasn't that updated recently as well. The R Factor Two version. It was, but I don't believe anything was mentioned. Yeah, I don't think they. That. Yeah, I think they, it was more like texturing rather than yeah. actual barrier movements and stuff like that. So, so that's one thing that the AMS Two Nordschleife has got going for it is that it is the accurate version with all the barriers, etc. Um, one thing that caught my eye was that uh, AMS announced that they are going to be bringing the historic versions of the Nordschleife to the game. Oh boy. <laughs> that is going to be very, very interesting. And normally I would say, oh, is that just going to be, you know, like the 74 version or something like that? But given how extensive AMS2's historic content has been in the past, I would not be surprised if we get the Sudschleife version as well. And that will be... I don't think I'll ever leave AMS2, to be honest. <laughs> He's going to need a darkened room for several days. Just lapping the Nordschleife yeah. again. Well, crashing the Nordschleife again and again. <laughs> but yes, very cool. Um, and yeah, as I said, uh, AMS2 will have the other versions of the Nordschleife added over the course of the next coming weeks. And I believe they said the historic Nordschleife will be coming at some point in 2021. So stuff to look forward to. At least I will be anyway. Matt won't be. <laughs> Go away. Um... Matt's probably got a picture of the AMS logo on a dartboard somewhere. <laughs> Not with somebody doing parkour, because I don't like them either. But that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. It's my non-context comment of the show. Um, One of them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Race Room has actually had an update. We haven't talked about Race Room for uh, three, at least three weeks. Um, they've added a 2020 update to Laguna Seca, which is um, very cool. Um, and actually, to be honest, when it comes to Laguna Seca, of course, Jordan and I looking at this slightly tongue-in-cheek because we remember when uh, Forza said, oh, yes, We've updated Laguna Seca. It is now laser scanned. And it's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. It's nowhere near. No. Yeah, but uh, let's 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 not kid ourselves. That's kind of the Forza way of doing things, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, do people want? They want so. this, okay? Uh, just say we've done it. Why? It's good. Why whole ass one thing when you can half ass two? Exactly. This is the same developer that's got the version of Road Atlanta that has ruined Road Atlanta for me in every other sim because I can't I, get it out of my head. I, <laughs> I, it's taken me months to deprogram myself from Road Atlanta, which was my favourite circuit on. It's gone from being my favourite circuit on Forza to my most hated circuit on pretty much anything else. Yeah, same, absolutely. It's just so different. That first set, it's not even, it's only like the first two corners or so. I, I can't drive it in anything fast. But it's an, yeah, I, I can't either. Fast, I just I'm go instantly off. crashing. Yeah. <sighs> Porsche Cup car, no chance. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it, race room. Race room, yeah. <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so they've updated it to 2020 spec. Various art changes reflecting the changes that have taken place at the real venue. So, basically, lots of new billboards. 
Um, Exciting. Yeah, writing. Uh, and that's about it. And some and some controller profile updates for things. Uh, so that's Race Room. Thanks for that, guys. Totally worthwhile. Um, I'm sort of hoping they'll do a some more um I'm waiting for Black Friday when they'll no doubt have some incredible sales so I can pick up a lot more stuff. Mm. Because as we discussed in the previous show, their contents actually for what you get is actually very good value. So um that'd be good. Um uh, let's talk about R Factor two because there's been a few things that have or that are coming slash have arrived um, with that title of late one and I know we talked about this before when we when we found out that it was coming coming to the game which I'm still confused about Spa coming tomorrow mm. in all its um, laser scan of glory I still maintain I thought this was in the game already you and I have had this conversation a while that I don't give R Factor Two as much attention. Yeah, but I'm with you. I had, I was convinced that Spa was in R Factor Two. I was absolutely convinced. I do like it. R Factor Two is underrated. Um, I very much, I do very much enjoy that. Angus, is that one you've had a had a go at or? Only when I um was with my old managers, they had it in the sim place. I did wet training on it. And that's pretty... it's, it's... It's 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 quite a decent physics engine to be fair. It's good driving. I just think it needs a bit of work. It's all it, it's, it's, that, that's it. it's yeah, exactly that's you've nailed it there. It, it's just it's a victim of its own, uh, in some cases, outdatedness in terms of uh, how complicated it is to to get it up and working. But once it is, you're right. The physics engine is outstanding. I think um, the new I think the new I think UI the, goes a long way to help. I think that's changed improved things definitely. A bit. Oh yeah, it's so much better than it was. Yeah, I just think now um, they just need to try and convince more people to come back to it because yeah. a lot of them, like me, were kind of steered away from it because of the difficulties. But now it, it is getting there. It, I just feel like it's it might be a little bit too late um, I, I, I <laughs> to still um, mate, I still get mate. people back. Well, it's funny you just said because I still think that um, their version of of Lamar is the most accurate and best going. Mm. Um, at the moment, it's certainly the most accurate version, and I I genuinely believe them doing that uh, Le Mans virtual 24 hours when the real race was supposed to have been on was probably the best thing they could have done because I that I, helped them a lot. Yeah, yeah I do. Th- apart quite apart from the fact that they they only had um. A modified version of their of the pre-existing LMP2 chassis to class as LMP1. Apart from that, um, it was a brilliant event. It was yeah, absolutely fantastic. It definitely raised my uh, opinion of R Factor 2 because that, even just from a broadcast point of view, it looked right. The racing looked right, and from what you told me about Le Mans, it it drives right as well. It, and if if Le Mans is anything to go by, we shouldn't expect anything different from Spa. Absolutely, and and to be honest, I think um, I think because Spa is also one of those circuits that's kind of in every major title. Mm. Um, 
you know, it's got some serious competition if it's got, and so they have to have done a good job, otherwise it's going to stand out like a sore thumb. Mm. I think the Forza version has seen, seen the better days now. That's, uh, yes, that's sad to say. <laughs> I, if it's in Project Cars 3, which I don't think it is, because it's Project Cars 3, they seem to don't do that anymore. It would have a closed pit lane anyway, which is pointless. Um, <laughs> as we all know. But I think I th- I'm going to keep everything crossed and say if they've done this, if they've done as good a job with this as they've done with um, Le Mans, it will be it will be spot on. Mm. And that'd be very interesting to compare it with um, the uh, ACC version. Oh yes, yeah, definitely. That that might be an interesting comparison. Um, I think I think that will be that will be a good comparison. I think it'll probably be the best comparison, just in how the two design studios have have realised uh, the circuit within their title. I mean, because the other thing about the about uh, Le Mans event was just how I'd forgotten how pretty R Factor 2 could be. Mm, definitely. Um, and I think that's what sort of drew me back to it, to be honest. I thought, eh, nah, that's really old. Why is that still banging around? And then I, you know, then I watched the footage and then I sort of got back in the cars myself and I was like, ooh, actually, this is very good. Um, some eagle-eyed people may have noted in the trailer for um, Spa is the uh, Cadillac DPI as well. Ooh. Which is tasty. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing about that is there's been a Cadillac... There's been a Cadillac DPI in the game for a while. It's just that this is now an, an official <laughs> one. It's a bit like when... Ah. It's a bit like when, just before the Le Mans 24-hour race, the aforementioned Le Mans 24-hour race, um, a very, very good modding team produced a ver- their version of the 488 GTE and literally within a week um, R-Factor <laughs> released their version <laughs> so it's like oh, there's one that I can pay for or there's one <laughs> I can have for free and they are basically... You must be pretty annoyed if you're that modding team, if you put all that work in and then all of a sudden R-Factor like here's the official one there's Sorry. very, <laughs> but I, I tell you what's more interesting was comparing the two, and there's very little difference. Is there? Yeah, wow, they, I, they I, that a... was my next question: is how different would they be? Not really. They had a, re- they did a really good job on it. I mean, there's, you know, there's subtle little differences, like there's, you know, the sound is a bit better because of how mm. well, of their source material and that kind of thing. But uh, on the whole, um, the modding team did a brilliant job, inside and out. Yeah, I was uh, I was really really pleasantly surprised. Just yet another testament to how good modding uh, communities are on racing games. Oh. We we uh, praise them a lot, particularly with Assetto Corsa. But that you're getting better than game developer content in a lot of cases now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we talked about all the G. Um... GP4 stuff, uh, GP4, GT4 stuff in the past, um, for uh, for a set of uh, for a set of Corsa. Now, obviously, you've got all the the, uh, the GT4 pack for a set of Corsa Competizione as well. Um, and again, you could kind of draw comparisons between the two, and they they have, you know a lot of the cars were extremely well put together uh, by the modding team. Um, 
you've got uh, modding team ASR um, for our factor two have just updated their I think I want to say Formula Three GP3 sorry um, from <laughs> from way back 2015 GP3 when GP3 was actually quite nice to look at mm. um, and that's got rave reviews as well so um, so that's quite cool for, uh, and they've also just updated their Formula 2 from 2017 as well so if you're in the market for some semi quasi historic Juno Formula racing better sounding ones that's a bit of a <laughs> yeah I was about to say better sounding it's a bit of a niche market isn't it um, <laughs> well sim racing is I suppose yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then head over to ASR and check out their uh, their content. They do very good Formula One cars, actually. I have to say, though mm. as you and I have already said, um, RSS still probably do the best sounding ones, and their classic ones are incredibly good too. Mm. I still need to pick up. Is it the nineties one? The nine, the Formula nineteen ninety V twelve. Yes. Wholeheartedly recommend that. That is, that's probably of of all the. Um, We'll probably do a, a segment on this, I imagine, at the end of the year on like what the best things of this year, if there are any, uh, have been. Um, and, and in terms of mods slash sim racing content, that's one of the best ones I've picked up. It is superb. Angus, write this down. Thank us later. Oh, oh I am. <laughs> I, I already have a list racing. of mods I want to get. So. Oh, yeah. It, there's, there's probably thousands that we could recommend now that's absolutely fantastic and the good thing with racing studio is the quality's there and yes they charge but it's only like three pounds per yeah, car no, something I, like I, that. I have quite a lot of rss stuff already oh. there so oh it's amazing i'm a fan excellent their excellent their gt content's very good as well that's funny because i that's one of the only bits of their content i haven't picked up yet i think i need to you do um i, I jumped I in the I, I i jumped in what is effectively the Five seven five GT one and uh, started up a, a test at Donington and that was me for the afternoon. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I'll go and buy that right now. While I, I remember, was, I was very very pleased with that because I think it comes in a pack where you actually get about three or four different cars. Mm, yeah, I think I've seen I it. Think. Yeah, the um, what's it called? Hang on, I'm on my way to it right now, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, the RSS GT pack. That's it. There's a Celine. Oh, there cool. is. Yeah, the Celine, the Viper. Um... Celissa Storm, isn't there? Yeah, there is. That's a blast from the past, that is. Which I, ha- I have to admit, I ha- that's the one of that pack I haven't <laughs> I haven't driven yet. <laughs> I haven't driven a Lister Storm in game. Oof. It's either going to be... A Codemasters game, because I think it appeared in a Codemasters game, or definitely Total Immersion Racing, which, oh, is, a, wow. which is a very, <laughs> very old game for yeah. PlayStation 2, maybe? <laughs> Yikes. It used to have, a, it, its its feature, main feature was the fact it had AI that got genuinely concerned and upset with you if you were, like, tailgating them. <laughs> and then there's this little bar and it went from like green where they were like yeah we're cool under pressure to red and oh my god I'm going to throw it off the circuit now <laughs> so all you did was just sat behind them until they lost their nerve and then just went bye 
<laughs> That'd be quite handy in, in multiplayer racing. I'd like that. Yeah, very good. I think it was the first time I, I drove I drove the Bentley Speed 8 as well in a game. Not that I've driven it for real, obviously, but mm. I couldn't possibly fit. Um, <laughs> I may be the same shape as a, as a normal Bentley driver, but not a racing one. Um... <laughs> Jordan, do you want to mention anything about... Oh, actually, no, there's an update for... There's an, an, another update for F1 2020, really? Yes, uh, it's only a little one, and but this will segue us into some uh, F1 esports news. So, okay. uh, yep, it's the uh, 1.13 build of F1 2020. Um, not much there at all, really. Let's see if there's any weird obscure ones. It, mainly uh, penalties are now shown on the HUD, both in race and spectator mode. I imagine that's for aiding um, F1 esports, uh, considering how many penalties some of them get. Um, adding the option to allow the player to choose their preferred commentary language. Cool. Um, fixed an issue. Ah, this this one's quite funny actually because I saw uh, the real Mercedes F1 team pick up on it. <laughs> fixed an issue in my team that meant the player could not sign Lewis Hamilton despite meeting all the requirements. And Mercedes tweeted that picture out with an eyes emoji because you know Lewis still hasn't yeah. technically signed with them for next I year. I saw that, that tweet and I was wondering what they were <laughs> 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 Yeah, that was that was um, very amusing, and of course, while while we mentioned Lewis Hamilton, we should obviously um, uh, it would be remiss of us to not congratulate him for winning his seventh seventh Formula One championship last weekend. Um, as for the game update, uh, it, yeah, it's just it's another hot fix filled with various bug fixes. The um, full release notes are available at racedepartment.com if you would like to give them a, uh, a read but there's there's nothing major there's no like content or anything like that at the moment um but segueing into f1 esports news uh, as is always the case with our show the uh currently f1 esports event is currently going on because it now goes over wednesday and thursday uh, the events that happened uh yesterday on the wednesday were at silverstone and spa uh, Silverstone was won by uh, Nicholas Longay in the Renault by just a tenth of a second ahead of Daniel Moreno in the McLaren, uh, with Danny Berezne for Alfa Romeo just off them in third place on the podium. Uh, the second race of the evening was at Spa, which was similarly close. It was won by Frederick Rasmussen for Red Bull Racing Esports, just half a second ahead of Daniel, Danny Berezne, uh, with Marcel Kiefer uh, bringing up the podium in third. Um, we don't have standings yet ahead of uh, what will be the final round of the third meeting, which is probably going on as we speak. Uh, but heading into this event, Yano uh, Otmir was leading the championship on 123 points and has yet to finish uh, very strongly in either of the two races so far. So that might bring the championship down heading into what will be the final event in December. Um, at the moment, Red Bull are leading the team's championship uh, relatively well clear ahead of Alfa Romeo so that's that'll probably stay the same as per the two races that we've had um so yeah that's F1 esports um and another little bit of uh real world racing news but in the opposite direction obviously we mentioned um Ash Sutton winning the British Touring Car Championship last weekend being a uh, sim racer who well actually no I think he did real racing then went to sim racing then went back to real racing again um, similarly, 
over in the United States, the 2017 NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing champion, Ryan Loser. Um, he did racing, then went to sim racing, winning the iRacing championship, and made his return to pro late model racing at New Smyrna Re- uh, Speedway. And despite having five years off, he won on his return. So that was very impressive. And I believe he will also be taking part in the snowball. Is it the snowball derby? I think it is, which is a a, a rather um, important short track race in the United States later this year. So that'd be interesting to watch. And yeah, more examples of um, sim racers going back to their roots in this case and doing well. Well, there we go. And just one final thing before we end the show. Um, I've just seen a tweet from iRacing. I just saw Ooh. what's coming in the ne- in the build next season. <laughs> so Ooh. knowing knowing iRacing, they'll probably announce that just as we stop recording. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> um, but I believe from uh, teases we've had in the past that we can expect Long Beach uh, to be completed and released. And as an IndyCar fan, I am very, very excited. <laughs> That'll be a good addition. Long Beach is a great circuit. That'll be good. Especially I think it's a little too early to expect Hockenheim yet. Because no, I think they to... only announced that. To say, especially up to uh, iRacing standards, it will be uh, mm. magnificent. Um, well, that's it. Time to end the show on that interesting iRacing bombshell. I've been Matt mm. Hunter, suddenly Jordan, um, <laughs> and and Angus has been here to try and steal our gerbs. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> they took our gerbs. Hopefully oh, we're here next week. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, he will be. someone might yeah. be. Who knows? See you next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.